Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited to introduce you to my guest today. This woman has so much energy. You are in for a real treat today. Jillian Murphy is the highly sought after sales and business mentor who has mastered the art of sales and scaling not only her business, but has helped hundreds of other online business owners as well. With over 22 years of business experience in sales and marketing and growing multiple businesses of her own, she has now made it her mission to help online business owners gain real results in sales and messaging. Sales truly is the the oxygen of your business and the most important skill any business owner can acquire. She's been able to grow her own business from $0 to six figures in one year hit her first six-figure month in 18 months, and just under half a million in sales in year by year two, all without any fancy system, ads, or even a website. It has all been done with the art of communication and the art of sales. For those of you sitting in your cubicle, wanting to leave your nine to five, this is the episode for you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Oh my gosh. One, I'm so excited to be here. I'm such a fan of you. Anytime I can pour into anybody's community, it is like such a gift. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. And if you are in your cubicle, that is where I spend 22 years in the corporate space. So buckle up. It's going to be a good episode. today. I love it. And you and I have similar stories. You know, I was very successful in my corporate career. I don't know about you, but I was always dreaming of my own thing. And I actually started a business as a way to charge people that were asking me for to do stuff outside of my work. And then during COVID, I had the big layoff. I never took the jump. They did a huge layoff and I felt like I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. Yep. You could yeah, kind of have a similar story, right? Isn't that? Yeah, it's, it's very, very similar. I was a diehard at corporate. I always like joke around and say like, if I could have tattooed my company's name on my forehead, I would have. I was like a diehard corporate person. I never thought I would leave. I was going to retire from my company. My pictures were like all over the wall. And I lost my job during the pandemic. Never, ever saw it coming top performer for 22 years. And I knew that I had a God-given universe, you know, whatever it is that you believe in talent. And I quickly shifted to the online space and I knew that I could help people sell, which I truly believe is the oxygen of whatever business you have, whether you are a realtor, whether you are a bartender, whether you are selling rocks at the end of your driveway, it doesn't matter. Like you need to know how to sell and communicate. So I was in a really sweet spot because everybody was coming online. Everybody was trying to take their brick and mortar businesses and move them online, or they were starting a side hustle or they were going to become network marketers. So I was in this like really good, sweet spot. And I just really started helping people. And just like you said, I was like, I can charge for this. So I started with a Facebook group. You and I were just talking off the record about this. I started with just a little Facebook group. And people were like, can I hire you? Help me. And I was like, sure. And then slowly I was like, I have a business here. And it quickly grew. And to date, I've helped over 525 entrepreneurs start a business. And it's 
really through the oxygen of growing your sales and growing your messaging. I love it. I want to pull out two things there. You know, if you're selling rocks on the side of your driveway, some of those crystals, they really do sell for a lot of money. So there's gold in those rocks. (laughs) There is, there is. Yeah. But you use the term sales and a lot, I have a sales background as well. And a lot of people have a negative connotation when it comes to sales, but you say that this is the oxygen of your business. So how do you, how do you talk about sales? How do you get over that negative connotation? Well, the number one thing I tell anybody who's coming to work with me, again, doesn't matter what you're selling, you truly need to be your first sale. So it doesn't matter if you're selling lip gloss, rocks, coaching, a house, whatever it is, you need to be sold on what it is that you're selling. Because if you're not sold on it, nobody else is going to be sold on it. So maybe you're not in alignment with what it is that you're selling. Maybe you feel like you're pushing people because you actually don't love what you're selling. I had a client recently and she worked with 17 different network marketing companies and she had never felt like good about selling it. And I was like, because you haven't found one that you love. When you are so excited about what you're selling, you literally will stand on a rooftop and talk about it. Like every single thing that I sell, I'm obsessed with. It doesn't even matter to me if somebody buys it. I'm like, this is the best freaking thing ever. And it's going to change your life. So I'm unapologetic about selling it because I'm sold on it. So I think it really comes down to like, are you sold on what it is that you're selling? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like, really embodying it's like why are you selling it right if you have a solution for what it is that you are doing it's literally breaking people's patterns of making bad decisions yeah so if i'm talking to sarah right now and sarah's like oh i really want to change my mindset or i want to be better in sales or i want to lose five pounds or i want a better mindset or whatever it is right and i know that i hold the solution why would i not offer her a help in breaking Mm -hmm. her shitty patterns yeah. Like I hold, I hold the solution. So it's like knowing that you can help somebody is helping. It's literally helping them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because so many times I've had people tell me they have these big goals or these big dreams and there there's always a gap, no matter what you want to do. If it's big enough, there's always a gap. Always a gap. And there should always be a gap. Yeah. And then I always like to say there's this valley that you go through. It's like quitters valley because you either have to learn how to do it or hire somebody how to do it, or you have to find an investor to invest in your gap if your gap is money. And so there's different ways to do it. But so many times people are literally struggling for days, months, years on things that you can do in like 10 minutes. 100%. Yeah. And that's, and that's the key. It's literally the key. I, I just shared this on a podcast recently. And when I was younger, I was like, a, I used to play tons of video games and we had this arcade store up the street and my friends would always sit in their basement and like, try to figure out how to get to the next level. And they would try to figure out like how to, how, how to get there. And I would go to the arcade store and I would buy like the cheat codes. I would yeah. like buy the, buy the magazines that would help me get to the next level. And I would figure it out. And I'm like, having a mentor and having a coach is literally like buying the cheat code. Yeah. It's like, why would I sit in my basement for two weeks and try to like figure it out and get frustrated when when there is literally a manual, a coach, a mentor, a book, a course, something that literally gives me the roadmap. Sure. It cost me $5, $7, $10, my allowance money back then, but I got there so much quicker. 
and it was way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sit, sitting in the basement sounds fun. You know, video yeah. games today, they like talk on these headsets, like kind of like I use for my yeah, podcast. Like like, right yeah, actually, this is a gaming headset. I saw a podcaster when I first started podcasting. I saw a podcaster who was wearing these. And I was like, what are you wearing? She's like, really fancy gaming headphones. Yeah. And they are the best thing I've ever. But I cover yeah. my hair with them. The, the, um, the first time I, uh, the first time I uh, interviewed Angie Lee, she came out and she had like this big, huge headset on like mic and things. And I was like, amazing. what are you wearing? Yeah. Just like that. And she was like, she was the, the best thing ever. And I was like, all right, I'm here for it. Yeah. I have an air conditioner right over like a vent right over my desk. And it was easier than rearranging my entire house. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. So you teach people how to make sales and how to get out there. What would you say is the the baseline of teaching other than believing in what you sell? Yeah. So this is such a great question. And so many people think that they come to me when they have to sell, right? They come to me and they're like, okay, Jillian, I need help selling. And actually sales is so much more than like the sale. So we actually start like, where's your messaging? Where's your marketing? Where's your lead generation? What are you actually offering? Because if all of those things are actually lined up, the sales is actually the easiest part. So it's so funny because in the majority of my client calls, the majority of my one-on-one, because that's the staple of my business is one-on-one. I love one-on-one coaching. It's like, we don't even actually talk about sales that much. It's all the other work in front of it. And if you have all of that stuff actually lined up, the sales is actually the easiest. So if you're struggling right now with sales or sales aren't coming in, or it feels like you're always starting from zero, or it feels like it's crickets, Mm -hmm. you most likely don't have a sales problem in air quotes. You most likely have a messaging problem. Maybe your audience doesn't really know what you're selling. Maybe it's not clear. Maybe it's not concise. Maybe you don't have a lead generation system that is bringing in like constant influx of people. Um, Maybe you don't have a nurture sequence. Maybe you're bringing people in and then you're losing them somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I always say it's like, even though sales looks like the problem because you're not generating revenue in your business, there probably is a gap somewhere else. And once you fix these little, I call them like energy leaks or these little gaps, once you fix these little gaps in your pool, it's like, then the sales actually start to come in. And a lot of times too, it's like your audience doesn't even really know what Mm -hmm. you're selling. You know, I can come to your Instagram really quick and be like, well, of course we're not selling. No one knows what you're doing or it's not clear. Or it looks like you're a vet because it's just pictures of your dogs, but you're really a mindset coach, right? It's like, this is like, these, these are the things that like, I well, my dog really is so excited. cute. Your dog is so cute. We just saw a picture of him, right? <laughs> and I think part of the reason why people do come to me is because I'm very well known in the space of being very, I'm not fluffy and I'm going to break it down. I'm going to be like, we got to clean this up. And so people do come to me because I am. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to say like, hey, this is a mess and it's a nightmare. We got to clean this up because when we do clean this stuff up, you will start to see the influx of sales come in usually pretty quick. Yeah. And I love it. I think that's one of the things that many times people get into whatever business they're in and then they're treading water and sometimes they don't go back and relook at like, what is the core message or the core purpose? And you did this in a very interesting way. You went from zero to a lot of money in 18 uh-huh. months, making yeah. a lot of money. But 
in your bio, you mentioned without a website. And I think so many people, they're like, okay, I'm starting my business. First thing, I hear this all the time. Do you hear this? I need a website and business cards. Like business cards? Yeah, Yeah, please. This is not like 1984. Please don't have business cards. So tell us how you have done this and how you teach others. Yeah, so I will say, um, I think that you don't need a website up to a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. And, And I'll actually share this story with you guys in a little bit, but you need people. You need humans, right? So it doesn't matter if you have a website. It doesn't even matter if you have a landing page. It doesn't matter what you have. You need traffic coming to your page. So your business really is built on like humans and heartbeat. So you need to go out. You need to connect to people. You need to uh, rally around a community. So when I first started, I built a massive community. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, literally go follow me on Instagram, the Jillian Murphy. I have like 3,000 followers and I run, you know, close to a half a million dollar business a year. I have a very small following. I have less than 100 people that watch my stories a day, small following, right? But I have a very engaged community. I have the right amount of people. So it's like, it doesn't matter if I have a website or a landing page, I've cultivated a crazy community. And that's because I did that like unsexy work, I call it at the beginning. I went and I connected to humans. Mm -hmm. I networked. I got my name out there. I was on over 300 podcasts my first year. So like massive brand visibility, right? Massive omnipresence. So that it didn't matter if I had a website or not. People were literally signing into my DMs every day and being like, I just heard you on a podcast. I have to work with you. Cool. Like, here's my link. Let's let's make this happen, right? So it's like people are doing the things in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. So now it's interesting because now I am, yeah, now I am at a point, and I just had this conversation with my mentor, Chris Harder, last Friday. Now I actually need some systems. I need a website. And I stood very strong in my belief of like, I have always spoken about not having a website. So I actually felt out of integrity getting a website because now I need to get a website. And it was really like the message now is like, you can get to 500K a year without a website. And then once you get to like 500K, 600K, there are some systems that you should put into place more for automation. But I 100% agree, you can get to a 500K a year business without a website. I've never had a landing page. I've never had a checkout link. Like I've never had any of that. I have literally built community mm-hmm. and send me a message. This is also something that people find very interesting. I have gotten on seven sales calls ever. That's all I've mm-hmm. ever gotten on. So I sell everything through the DMs. So I'm not getting on like hundreds of sales calls and it's a five figure investment to work with me. So people are like, oh, well, you can't sell high ticket in the DMs. Yes, you can. You know, so it's like, that's the other thing. I think there's there so many misconceptions like, well, I have to have a website or I have to have a really long landing page if people are going to invest, you know, $2,000, $3,000, Absolutely don't need to. <laughs> if, you're, if you're messaging and you're marketing and your relationships are strong, absolutely don't need any of that block. Yeah. And I think so many entrepreneurs start off and they're like, I need a website and then they build something. And if you are not really sure in what you're offering or what yeah. you're what you're going to be doing, or you may be testing out an offer, you could spend hours and hours and hours or dollars and dollars and dollars building yeah. a website for something that may not even be your core product down the road. Yeah, it's so true. So like I do a lot of micro offers, like mini offers. So a great example of this right now is I'm running like a mini mind, right? And it's like a thousand dollar offer. I have six people that joined. Amazing. I'm super grateful for the six people that joined. But if I would have put a a landing page out on that, or if I would have put time for my team to create like 
all these like stripe links and all this stuff, there would have been time that they could have been doing something else. What I did yeah. was I got on my stories and I was like, hey guys, I'm running this micromind to create micro offers. If you guys are interested, send me a DM. It's so much easier because I don't know if five people are going to join, six people or 60. And I'm not going to put a bunch of resources towards something to see. Now, if I run this a couple of times, it starts to be like a staple item yeah. and I'm starting to get some movement behind it. And I will put some stuff behind it, but I'm not just going to put a bunch of resources out and I don't even know if my audience is going to take to it. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is do a year-end reflection. And if somebody's an entrepreneur, I always ask them two questions because I'm all about saving time. One, what did you make what offer did you make the most money from? And what offer did you spend the most time on? And they are usually not the same. No. Nope. <laughs> Never. Usually not the same. So I think those are some really good things where you can test your offer, see who's going to get in and then build the infrastructure around it rather than spend all that time and money up front. Yeah. Another question that I love to really reflect on is like, what, like, where did you lean in and like light up last year? Yes. So, you know, if you like have all these offers, but you're not excited about them, or they're draining to you, let's not put them into next year. Let's mm -hmm. find something else to do, right? Like, what do you want more of? And what do you want less of? Because I don't want you to keep doing the same thing over and over if it's not letting you up like a firecracker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do have a question about organization because yeah. I don't know about you, but my DMs, uh, my messenger, they're a hot mess. Like they're I can't find mess. anything. I have message requests. I have like, oh yeah. How do you keep all that organized and keep that straight? What's your system for that? So I would say I don't necessarily have a system, but one mm -hmm. thing I do do is I flag my messages on Instagram. So I do a little flag. So they are orange. Um, okay. And even at this point in my business, I'm still managing all my DMs. Oh, wow. uh, I don't have anybody doing outbound engagement. Um, I don't have anybody in my DMs. So that's the one thing that I will not give away. Um, and I actually learned this from our good friend, Lindsay Schwartz. Uh, that's like the one thing that like I still wanted, I still want to manage because it's me. I yeah. want that to be the direct communication from like my community to me. I want them to know that like the voice memo is me. I'm the person texting it. Um, and because I sell in the DMs, I don't want like someone else like effing it up to be honest, right? Yeah. So it's like that is something that I do not give any of that power away. Do I miss stuff? Absolutely. I'll be very honest. I just had a girl recently said, Hey, I sent you a message a couple weeks ago about one on one coaching. I didn't hear back from you. I went with, I went with somebody else, but when this contract's over, I'm going to swing back by. And I was like, oh, oh, I missed that. Right. So I do miss things because my DMS are crazy. Yeah. Um, what I do say a lot is like, uh, Hey, I don't want to miss this. So if you could, you know, I circle back in like a week or something, let me know. But there isn't really a structure that I do. The best thing I do is I do flag it. I also have an insane amount of whiteboards. So mm -hmm. like the whiteboard behind me, you guys can't see this because we're on a podcast. If somebody does reach out and they're like, I'm interested in working with you, I do put their name on a board. So then I'm like, okay, I got to follow back up with Sarah. She messaged me or get on this podcast. Um, but this is the thing too, because I'm always going and I have so much going on. There's just a lot. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just like you are too. Like, I think you and I were trying to do this podcast for like a year. <laughs> and finally it was like, let's just get on the podcast. Right. Yes. The DMs are always going. They're always just kind of chatting. Yeah. And we went back and forth a little bit because I, I do like many people like group series. 
And I know that um, I do want to have you back on in May when I do my series on uh, people who have survived cancer. Yes, I would love to be. I'd be absolutely honored. Yes. All right. So sales, let's go back to one thing you said about how it's really sharing something that you are passionate about. Many people have worked in like a, I don't want to say traditional, but like, I want to say, what's the word? Like a traditional corporate type of sales shop? Yeah, where a, a sales shop is what mm-hmm. I will call it. Mm-hmm. Where it's you do this and here's your script and here's yeah. your email and you go through this very structured process. How yeah. do you break people from that mindset of yeah. sales? So I love this question too. You're asking such good questions. So I love this too, because people always ask me like, can I buy a script? Uh, Can you do a masterclass on a script? Like, why don't you have a script? Why isn't your opt-in a script? And the reason why I will never sell a script, Mm -hmm. um, I actually don't even really sell the framework is because sales is about humans, right? It's literally about human connection. And the way you talk is not the way that I talk. And when you start to do something scripted, one, the other person feels it on the other end. And when you have to be something different, you are actually not your authentic self. And the thing that actually draws people magnetically to you is authenticity. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is the, that is the magnet. That's the secret sauce, right? So when you are in like any sort of script or anything that you have to do, and you're almost like, I call it like putting on a mask Mm -hmm. or you're putting on a front you are actually not in your superpower. So I always, oh, I always share it. the story. I always share the story. The person that I am on Instagram is the same person I am on coaching calls, is the same person I am on podcast. So I'm never like, oh no, I'm getting on Sarah's podcast today. I have to like be a different person, right? Or now I'm in my Instagram stories. I got to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Or now I'm on coaching calls. I got to be a different person. Like I'm very brash. I have a very no BS um, personality. I drop a lot of F-bombs, right? Like, so I'm that person all the time. Like my my content's very polarizing, right? So if I had to be like a certain person in a box on a Mm -hmm. script, it would feel very boxy. Now imagine if this person was to get on a a coaching call with me and then they were like, oh, she's very different than who she was in the DMs or she's very different than who I heard her on Sarah's podcast. Now there's like this misalignment. And actually what people love about me is who I am, just like people love who you are, mm-hmm. right? So when you are actually using a script or you're actually using a framework, you're actually missing who you are. And that actually is the magnet. People mm-hmm. never slide into my DMs and ask to work with me because I know sales. They ask to work with me because they're like, one of two things happens. I'm either massively triggered by you. I don't know what it is, but I'm super triggered by you. And I, I just got to work with you or it's your energy. I need you in my life. Yep. So if I was using like some sort of framework, they would not get either one of these from me. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be like, I actually am not even sure if I like her, but I want to work with her. That's what I get. And the other one is like, I'm so drawn to her energy. I need her. But if I was like, it's like robot they would never get either one of those and my sales would never ever convert yeah i worked framework and script doesn't work yeah i worked at a sales shop i think that's what i'm going to call it from now on and i I would i never forget this this was the line in the script 
And so your investment is $70,000. And in order to pay for that, we have a variety of ways. We have traditional financial aid, or we have some scholarship programs. It's like, okay. Yeah. And see, like what I would say is I would be like, your investment's like 70K. Like, are you ready to do the damn thing? Like, giddy up. Yeah. It was so funny though, because I see I'd be on that part yeah. of the script and you could hear others around me on the exact, exact same, same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's like how I would say it. Right. So somebody's yeah. like either going to be like, oh my God, I love her energy. I love how she's so confident mm-hmm. about that. Or somebody next to me who maybe is like an introvert is going to have like a much more like calm demeanor about it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be like, maybe like the calm energy that somebody's really going to be drawn to. Yeah. Right. So it's like when you just talk like who you are, people are either like, I'm so for this or they're actually not. And it's like that is really like the the superpower of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the one thing, too, that I learned and I've done a lot of nonprofit fundraising and a lot of my friends did major gifts like lifelong. Like we're talking about they're going to meet with a donor 10 times. And they never brought up making a donation like 10, 10 times. And people would be like, well, how do you not bring it up? It's like, they know that person's title. He's a major gifts officer. Like they know why he's meeting with them. Like it is no surprise. Like when you're reaching out and having these conversations in the DMS, it's not just to have coffee chats in the DMS with you. They know that there's a conversation coming. Do you want to work with me or do you not? And here's how it works. Yeah. And this is the thing too. Usually I, I, I just did a presentation on uh, closing in the DMs on Thursday with a group. And it's like the majority of the time people are coming to me in the DMs, they already know they want to work with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now it's really just like the logistics, right? Yeah. So it's like, there I'm not, people aren't coming to the DMs and now I'm like trying to like sell them. Yeah. It's more like they've been following me. They've been binging my content. You know, they know I'm like a higher ticket sales investment to work with. And now it's more like, how, much How does it, it work? Yeah. What are like like what are the logistics? It's not like like let's get on a call. It's like now it's really just like the logistics, and now it's like let's let's see if this is a good fit and how we can make it work. So just yeah. like you said with your friends, it's like they already know at this point. Now it's just like how do we make this work, or is it not going to work? Yeah. 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 So I know right now you are, you have a team, but you also may get bigger and bigger it, as other people come into your business. How will you structure the sales part? Will that always be a part of your role or will you teach others to do it as well? No, it'll always be me. And I've all, and I've, I've really been strict about that. Even recently, somebody was like, Hey, I would love to work with you. Like, is there like a way I can get on a call with you? Or like, is there somebody that I talk to? And I was like, Oh no, we can just like jam out in the DMS. Like it'll always be me. Um, and it's also why, like, I will probably never, I shouldn't say never, probably why I will never run ads because like, I truly believe like I want to be that like connection person. Um, so yeah, I feel that like the person who does the selling is like, it really should be me. And I always want to have that, like that direct person, you know, like, I know, you know, my mentor, Chris Harder, I'll mm-hmm. never forget. Like, even when I invested in fast foundations, like back in the day, I got on a call with Chris and it was yeah. like, it was literally Chris. When I invested in the elite level mastermind, I got on a call with Chris. I literally texted Chris, right? Like I got yeah. a voice memo from Chris. Like that is something that is so important to me. Like I want to have that like human to human connection. And when it's not, I think that you're missing out on some of that 
Now, where will there be maybe automations down the road as I get bigger? Maybe. But I know from like even my mentor now, Chris, like I that has been something that has been very important to me, like in integrity. Like I always want to be the face of the brand. I always want it to be me they talk to. I always want to be in the DMs talking to people. So again, maybe that'll start to shift later. But that's just something that's like super important to me. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I always say like, you know, I, I've said this many times, like if it if that means that like I don't grow as quickly or I don't make the income, that's okay because like there are certain things that are like very important to me and my brand. Like I was just on a call recently with him on, on something and I said, if that's if that's if that's the pay, that's the path to seven figures, I don't want it. And he was like, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah. if that's the path to get me there, then I want a different path. Yeah. Cause, cause like there's just certain things that like I want to stay like in integrity with and like that are important to me as like a business. Yeah. And I think it's truly a part of figuring out who you are, you know, there and what you truly enjoy and being authentic to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It. I mean, ads were ads work really great for some people. Some people love like all the things I know before I joined Chris's mastermind, there was another, you know, high level mentor that I was thinking about his mastermind as well. And I remember I like slid into his DMs and I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about your mastermind as well. And he was like, cool, here's the landing page. And then I like joined, I put them the landing page and then I got like thousand emails. I got this like video sent to me and I was like getting all these ads. And I was like, I'm sure this model works as well, but like, I don't, I don't want my business to run that way. So it was like, mm -hmm. I don't want to learn that methodology because that's like a methodology that doesn't feel good for me. So it's like, there's yeah. a thousand different business models, but like as a business owner, how do you want to learn? How do you want to feel? Yeah. And I think that reflection in internal um, journey is really important as an entrepreneur. You yeah. know, one of the things that I really enjoy is seeing my team create things that I don't necessarily have to be the champion for. And for me, that's very rewarding. And so I let them take on those projects and do those things as well. And then that becomes their thing, which yes. they're very proud of. And I think that's very similar to what you're talking about of finding out what everybody's true secret sauce is and then allowing yeah. them to shine. Yeah. Are you the creative one or no? Because I'm not creative. Um, so my, my biggest challenge as an entrepreneur, actually, you mentioned Lindsay Schwartz. I was in her six figure school before the big layoff. So I was like, I'm going to think I'm going to make a go at this. And then I got laid off. I was like, well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the universe gives you what you ask for. Mm -hmm. My biggest challenge as an entrepreneur was I've always worked in corporate jobs with very large teams, like 250 yeah. or more people. Yeah. And so I could go to a meeting with all the creative people and come out and say, Hey, I think we're going to do blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I would run off to my next meeting and I'd come back and five people had already figured it all out. Like they're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, we could do this. And da, 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 da. And then it yeah. was like the ball was rolling. And so my biggest struggle was being a sole entrepreneur. Yeah. Because you're used to all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm used to be able to walk out and say, Hey, we're going to build a whole training portal and 4,000 people are going to go through it. And every department on campus is involved and find out who's the biggest naysayers and what the roadblocks are. And we'll have a meeting. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. And then they would just go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, that was it, my it, biggest it, challenge. It is. It's interesting that that shift is interesting. And like you said, that internal like journey is, is the biggest part of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
but now I have a team and, you know, I've really found their kind of genius zones and let them run with certain things and let them shine. And that is what I think is the cool part is you really get to architect your own business, but you hit the nail on the head. It's really staying true to you and how you want your business to be like yeah. that. I think is the coolest part. Yeah, I have too. truly love this conversation. Me you too. are. As you mentioned, and as I mentioned, you are a ball of energy, but you have so many gold nuggets to share. Thank you. So if somebody did want to work with you or connect with you, what's the best way? Yeah, definitely. So like I said, come follow me over at the Jillian Murphy. Slide into my DMs. I would love to get to know you if you guys are part of Sarah's community. I would love to have you be part of mine. And then I also have a podcast, you guys. It's called Sales and Social. They are like 15, 20 minute episodes where I just rock out on all things sales. So come over, say hello, slide into my DMs. I'd love to get to know you. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and definitely connect because that's where you're going to find her. She's in the DMs for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Sarah. Oh, you're very welcome. All right, bold goal crushers. It's time to get out there and crush your goals because you can crush all your goals and everything that gets in the way without working double time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.